0: This is Grace Lynn Keller with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and I'm sitting down with Molly Gamble today. Molly, thank you so much for joining me. I would love for you to take a moment and introduce yourself and then talk about three stories that you wrote this week that you found particularly interesting. Sure. Thanks so much for having me, Grace. Molly Gamble, like you said, uh, returning to the podcast this week. I've been with Becker's for several years now, working closely with the editorial team and our news coverage, Uh, and playing a hand in the BHR newsletter that readers um, receive seven times a week. So the three stories for this week, Grace, it covers a variety of topics. One, some CEO changes and some questions raised by recent ones. Two, an update on the new medical school with ties to Walmart. And then finally, some pushback, again, on the public health emergency under COVID-19. I'll start with the CEO changes. At Becker's, there is an executive coaching firm by the name of Challenger, Gray and Christmas that releases an analysis of CEO turnover across all industries every month. And so far from January through November, the most recently recorded, there were 97 CEO changes at hospitals and health systems, but the precise number per month can vary quite a bit. So most recently in November, hospitals saw 12 CEO exits compared to three recorded in October. That is a 300% increase month over month, a 33% increase from November 2021. And it's noteworthy that hospitals weren't the outlier here across all industries. CEO exits surged in November after what the executive coaching firm called a summer lull. The number of CEO changes was up about 34%. Uh, from October to what was recorded in November across all industries. The, the question this upturn of CEO movement raises is whether it's a sign of more CEO changes to come. Andrew Challenger, senior vice president with the firm, said large numbers of CEO changes may be looming as we enter the new year in an economic downturn, and also as companies shore up their succession plans to, to weather that storm. So that was the first story, Grace. Wonderful. And what's the next story that you have to discuss today? It's been a few years in the making, but there are some new updates on a medical school that will be coming to Arkansas with ties to Walmart. So Alice Walton is the only daughter of Sam Walton, who founded Walmart and opened the first Walmart store in 1962. In March 2021, Alice shared her plans to finance and build a four-year medical school in Bentonville, Arkansas, which is where Walmart is headquartered. Nearly two years later, we are continuing to monitor the latest with this medical school named the Alice L. Walton School of Medicine and recently reported some new details, including the formation of its board. So Dr. Lloyd Miner, being at Stanford University School of Medicine, will chair that board. It's made up of nine members total. That includes the founder, Alice Walton, who will sit on it other board members are from Optum, Morgan Health, Carbon, Cleveland Clinic, Morehouse School of Medicine, among other institutions. The school is operating with the goal of welcoming its inaugural class in 2025. It is currently hiring for a number of faculty positions, including a national search for a dean. So we're keeping a close eye on this one, Grace. It drew a lot of attention when we first covered Miss Walton's plans to establish the school, and um, we're continuing to watch it closely given the ties to Walmart and the interesting work Walmart is doing in the healthcare space, um, and also Arkansas gaining a medical school, something that we're keeping a close eye on for readers and with some interest ourselves. Very interesting. And what is your third story for this week? Yes, last but not least, in a letter sent to President Joe Biden this week, 25 governors are asking for the end of the COVID-19 public health emergency. They'd like to see this end in April. So HHS last renewed the federal PHE in October for another 90 days. That will carry us over into January. And then they also continued this pledge to give states 60 days notice if it decides to terminate the declaration or allow it to expire. Those 60 days came and went without notice. states are operating under the assumption that PHE will be renewed for another 90 days and then expire in April, unless it's extended again. And in their December 19th letter, these 25 governors asking President Biden to let the PHE expire in April and provide states with notice. The big reason for why they want this emergency to end is because of the Medicaid flexibilities that they say are costing states hundreds of millions of dollars. Under the continuous coverage requirement uh, of the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, state Medicaid agencies are barred from disenrolling people during the public health emergency unless people request to be disenrolled in in exchange for an enhanced federal match. HHS estimates that up to 15 million people will be disenrolled from Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program when the PHE ends. Um, The governor's sent their letter a day before Congress released its big omnibus spending bill, which does contain working language for states to be able to start evaluating Medicaid enrollee eligibility as of April 1. That's regardless of whether the PHE is extended or not. So that piece of legislation is still working its way through Congress. They have a pretty tight deadline of December 23rd, which we'll be watching closely. Um, But nonetheless, we'll see if these governors get what they ask for. And if so, the, the omnibus might take care of them in, in this letter to President Biden. So we're watching that closely too, Grace. Wonderful. Well, Molly, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today. And I think all those three issues are something we'll be closely watching. And thank you for joining me on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me.